With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode 26 of the Talking Blues podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Alex and Peter. We're here to recap a Chelsea win and preview another Chelsea game on Boxing Day against Arsenal. It'll be a fun one. And on the recap of this episode, next week we'll have some guests on um, from another Chelsea podcast. I was debating whether to say the name or not, but I'll let, I'll let, uh, I'll let our listeners wait and see what happens uh, next time, early next week when we have our guests on to recap that game hopefully that'll hopefully that'll be fun um we'll get into where arsenal is in the premier league table in a little bit but they're not doing well and we just came off a win so alex was very close in his score prediction with a 4-0 win for chelsea i think chelsea came up with a 3-0 win i thought west ham was gonna win didn't happen so but i'm i'm happy about it so what i'm not happy about is ben chilwell he got subbed out for emerson um, and we don't really have a true number one, or well, behind Ben Chilwell, a true number one left back. I think we start Emerson there, though, uh, instead of Marcus Alonso. And um, yeah, now we don't really have any um, backs. It's upsetting. Well, not not a. We don't have any setter backs. We don't have any wing backs. Um, as now Ben Chilwell and Reshames are both hurt for a while. Uh, Reese James getting the surgery and Ben Chilwell getting nicked up in this game early against West Ham. Once again, your final 3-0. Tammy Abraham getting two chip-in goals. Um, and we have a third one coming from a Tiago Silva header right in the beginning. I'll start with Peter, his thoughts on the game. And, um, yeah. I mean, first off, I just want to say we still have SP. I feel like we're forgetting that. He's still a really, really good player. And obviously, it's not ideal to have to play one of Emerson or Alonso. But I mean, in the games where we've seen Emerson so far, he didn't seem bad. 
I mean, he didn't seem good there, as good as like Chilwa or Reese James have been playing. Nothing like that. But he didn't look bad. And I think overall, that's more important. It's more important than he just plays average and doesn't make any big mistakes. Then he he plays badly because we have a bunch of other players which can which can take kind of take the load away from the wing backs maybe hopefully because but that is something to look at to see how our style might change because we obviously Reese James has been a big part of playing uh, whipping balls in from the sides and I mean Aspi isn't really that's not really his thing and I mean Emerson Emerson's kind of like Chowo I feel like he's kind of more attacking but I mean he's definitely not as not as uh, I wouldn't say not probably not as good as it, but I mean besides the wing backs, I mean everyone else looked good. Besides, I mean Werner looked good. He just needs to finish. I mean he's getting so many good chances, and I mean overall, I'd say getting good chances is more important than finishing them because it's not obviously you want to be able to finish. You need to be able to score, but I mean. At least you can see that he's uh, he's moving well. He gets into the right positions. He makes the right runs and gets into the position. And I mean, Frank's continued to say it when he's been asked about it. He'll start scoring eventually. We're just waiting for it. And I mean, as long as he keeps getting chances, he'll score one. And once he scores one, get some confidence back. He's he's gonna go on a tear. But I mean, besides that, everyone played well. Tammy Abraham filling in for Giroud, scoring goals. Good to see. Christian Pulisic looked very dangerous. Hopefully he can stay fit because he looks really looks really good right now. And I mean, he could be a big part of, uh, I mean, a big part of our season. And as midfield played solid, didn't really do anything super special, but I mean, they did their part. Conte did make a mistake, almost cost us the goal. But I mean, everyone, I think everyone played really well. Thiago Silva looks in Zuma's, look incredible midfield looks solid wingbacks not the as the average and the attack just where it needs to finish and besides that we're looking really good yeah and just before alex goes i'm calling him out it's happening um he texted me during the match that cho should be put in instead of tammy abraham we don't need the big man on the field right now he's failing and he has two goals they were tappins but they were two goals that's it yeah, let's just say I might have made a mistake there. Um, I felt like at that point in the game, West Ham were really coming on to us. Um, and I felt like there was no need for a big man as they were coming so far forward and really pressing us and that there was room on the counterattack. And I thought somewhat a little bit pacier. Obviously, CHO wasn't really the best option. He's still a little banged up. But I was saying someone like that, even Kai Havertz, he has a decent burst of pace somewhat. Um, and that he could come in and you know Tommy at that point uh, you know he's he's quick don't get me wrong but I think Timo Werner up the middle there might have been a little bit more effective I was proven wrong I you know I wouldn't even say I was proven wrong here I'm just going to defend myself real quick Um, I, I would say that none of those goals were because of the tactical nature of Tammy being in there you know like it it uh, you know, as much as they were goals, they were tap-ins, right? I felt like they, he didn't really create any of those chances. And I think if Timo Werner was on the end of one of those, he would have finished. Well, I'm not going to say that. He could have probably, maybe, probably not finished those as well. So, um, you know, I, I feel like it wasn't really about Tammy there. I think it was just the luck of the draw. I'm going to go with that. 
Yeah, if you're going to use another player as your example, Alex, for finishing, I wouldn't use Tan- uh, no, I wouldn't use uh, Timo Werner as your uh, example because he has not been good finishing either. Man of the match for this game, Chelsea West Ham. I'm going to have Thiago Silva played very well, uh, and it was funny that you know I say that because Alex and I were talking about him and how he's the captain of the team and all of that, and he's such a good player. And it really showed this game. He obviously had the header going for the goal. Chelsea, the highest scoring team off of corners in the Premier League. I thought that was a nice set that they showed on the broadcast. Um, and it was it was a, just a very good game. There was no defensive issues, really. If, if anything, maybe very little defensive issues for Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma. Um, he had a few more blocks. He had some intervent- interventions. He had a couple interceptions as well um, of the ball. He just he plays so well. Um, and it, once again, 36 years old, just has such a good, you know, he does such a good job defending. So I got to stop praising Tiago Silva because I'm going a little crazy now, but he's my man of the match. I mean, you basically said everything you could about him. And I mean, I agree with you. He played super well. He's my man of the match. Though, I do have to say, Aspie is our captain. And I'd say Tiago Silva with, when Aspie isn't there as our captain. But now that Aspie's back in, he's our captain. But obviously, Thiago Silva is basically a captain without being a captain. He's just such a good leader. And, I mean, he's also a great player. He's played amazing, obviously made a crucial blocks, intercepted a, intercepted a bunch of passes, stopped some counters, made some great plays, score, obviously scoring the goal. I mean, it, 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 he's just the missing piece that we needed in our defense. And, I mean, he's playing so well he's holding everything together he's made our back line play so much better and i mean it's just great to see and he's looking like arguably our best signing and it, it was free and i mean obviously that's a steal but free is a steal for anybody but especially for him he just he's improved our team so much that i mean and i mean he just played amazing and he's been playing amazing and hopefully he can keep going forward and i mean he's the man of the match i'm kind of going like josh keep praising him but I'm praising, praising him way too much but I mean yeah he just played amazing hopefully continue it he's my man of the match for me I'm gonna go with someone different changing it up over here I'm gonna go Mason Mount I believe I went with him what was it maybe two games ago um what game was that against Everton I believe right yeah I think I had him as my manager man of the match there I'm gonna go with him again here the work off the ball from him was really impressive like it always is and I think while he maybe didn't have the most creativity going forward, I thought it was still um I thought he was still very effective. And I think there's a reason that Frank, you know, he's probably one of the first names on the team sheet every single game. And he did a fantastic job again pressing. And I, I think he he's done he's doing a great job in that kind of attacking midfield role. He looked a little bit more uncomfortable out on the wing. I think where he is now is kind of the perfect role for him. Um, obviously that role we kind of hope would be taken by Kai Havertz, but obviously he's not exactly in favor um, at the moment. So going on to preview this game on Boxing Day against Arsenal, uh, first of all, happy or Merry Christmas uh, to everyone celebrating. And, um, you know, we hope you enjoy it. And Boxing Day as well, where this match will be played. Um, first of all, let's get some injury updates in here. Uh, ben Chilwell is looking doubtful against Arsenal. Frank Lampard yesterday said, I expect he'll be doubtful for Arsenal. He turned his ankle and tried to carry on, but it was too painful. We'll have a scan tomorrow to try and see how bad the injury is, and we'll update after. Um, 
I don't think there's been any news on that. Or no, there has been. Um, I'll get to that in a second, actually, because I want to let everyone respond. Um, so basically, it's not good, right? Uh, Reese James and Ben Chilwell have each started uh, 11 out of their 14 Premier League games so far this season. And Emerson has yet to start a league game, uh, in fact, because Marcus Alonso was preferred ahead of him earlier this season. So I want to get uh, both your guys' you know, opinions on that just before I get into the actual most recent news on them. I mean, it's definitely not ideal. They've played really well. I kind of mentioned it earlier, how they've been a big part of how we play. And I mean, as P, he's going to be a fine fellow, obviously. He's not going to replace Reese James because uh, they're different <laughs> players. But I mean, he I wouldn't say it's even that much of a downgrade from him because as just such a solid player. And on the other side, Emerson. I mean, there's not really many positives because Chilwell is basically better than him at everything. But if there's one positive, it's that if he plays well, he can uh, raise his market value and we can sell him for more to enter in the transfer window. So, I mean, obviously, hopefully, Reece James and Ben Chilwell get back as soon as possible. But, I mean, I feel like as long as SP and Emerson play solid, I don't think it's going to take away that much from us. Obviously, it's going to be... It's going to change. We're going to have to change how we play to maybe play through the middle more, play it to the wings instead of crosses in. But I mean, keep saying it. As long as they play solid, I think we'll be fine. But hopefully we get Reese James and Ben Chilwell back soon. And I think it's not the most major, major injury. So hopefully we can get them back in a few weeks. Yeah, so for me, P is not an issue there at the right-hand side. Um, I think he's solid defensively, probably better than Reese James defensively. And obviously he lacks a little bit going forward, but that's not, you know, too bad of something we have to deal with. On the left-hand side uh, with um, Emerson, I think it's 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 going to be tough. He's not good defensively. He's okay going forward. He's not a great player, right? Like, no offense, but he's not he's not the best player. Um, but he's he, he definitely puts in a shift and he works hard. So I, I'm not too upset with that I do prefer him over Marcus Alonso with that little bit more burst of pace um that Marcus Alonso let's just be honest does not have whatsoever um and also one more thing I think you forgot to mention Josh um with the injury updates is that Hakeem Ziyech is out um and he's going to be ruled out of this game uh against Arsenal so that's going to be a big blow and he's obviously really good going forward for us in creativity um, that we kind of are lacking at the moment um, without him. Yeah, just take my update and use it for your uh, for yourself, Alex. There, kind of waiting for you to get to go. And um, okay, so the injury update is um, Frank Lampard did a, a, a confirm that Hakeem Ziyech is not going to be in this game. Um, and apparently, this here's a deal. He said, "quote I he had an injury at the start of the season, and he's just got another muscle injury." You have to wait. F- you you have to wait for it to recover. It's not a long term concern. We have to hope to have him back. I'm very bad at reading, reading quotes here. Back within the next week or so, and hopefully offering what he was before. Um, so basically, here in this Chelsea article, actually written you know on ChelseaFC.com, um, it says the headline is that Hakim Ziyech will not be involved in our two games after Christmas. So, Frank, but Frank Lampard doesn't know yet also on Chilwell and Reese James. Um, and 
uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to play. So I don't have them in my in my lineup. So I'm guessing they're not going to play. Any, I mean, anything else before we go to the game? I don't think so. We'll go to the game. Um, again, once again, it's going to be Chelsea versus Arsenal at 12.30 p.m. on Saturday, Boxing Day. Um, and that would be 5.30 in the UK time for all you British viewers. Chelsea is fifth in the table right now with 25 points, and behind them is Tottenham, but they're up in the goal differential by four, 15 to 11. Um, and then Arsenal is sitting all the way down at 15th with 14 points. They're not tied with anyone. Let's let's put them towards relegation, please. I really want to win this game. Um, yeah, that that's really all I have to say. So let's go to the line of prediction. We all have Edward Mendy and Net. I am sure. Formation, I don't know what you guys are going with. We tried to spice it up here on the podcast. Didn't really work out. I'm going with a 4-2-3-1 once again because it worked against West Ham. Every time I try to spice it up, never works. So I'm going with the old reliable 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, whatever you want to call it. But basically the formation we've been playing throughout the season that Franks looks like he wants to play in basically, basically just every single game. Yeah, I'm going to go with a 4-2-3-1 also. Um, uh, it looked decent last game, and I think he's going to go with it again. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to go right into it. My back line I, at the wing back positions or at the full back positions, really. Um, I'm going to have Emerson and Cesar Azpilicueta. Um, they're going to be solid. Well, one of them will definitely be solid. Not so sure about the other one. Hopefully he'll be okay. But he'll most likely be going up against Nicolas Pepe, so I think he'll be okay. Um, you know. Not, I don't really have to say anything else besides that. Um, and I guess I'll do my def- center defenders too. I'm going to have Tiago Silva and Kurt Zuma, who will absolutely bully Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Yeah, basically, Silva, Zuma, they just, I don't know what to say. I, they've played really well. You're going to continue doing it. They're going to keep Aubameyang in their pocket this entire game. Yeah, I have uh, my center backs, Thiago Silva and Kurt Zuma, and then my wing backs is Emerson and Asby. Let's go on to um, my midfielders. Two holding midfielders, I'll start with that, and then I'll let you guys go, and then I'll just do all my attack. Uh, My two holding midfielders is going to be, I'm going to, I'll go Mateo Kovacic there, and uh, nope, he went with Jorginho against West Ham, but Jorginho didn't play so well, so actually, yeah, I'm going to have, I I was going back and forth, I'm going to have Mateo Kovacic and N'Golo Kante at my two holding midfield positions, and then I'll let you guys go, I'll I'll, uh, let everyone know my attacking in a bit. I just realized, I forgot to say my wingbacks, but I mean, it's pretty obvious, we basically don't have any other options than the SP on the right. And Emerson on the left, I'm not even counting Alonso as an option because if we playing, I'm never going to forgive Frank. He is so terrible. Anyway, moving on. I agree with Josh in uh, the two center mids or CDMs or holding mids, whatever you want to say. Conte and Kovacic. He might start Jorginho again, but like Josh said, didn't play that well. So I think uh, Kovacic comes back in there and plays pretty well. For me, it's surprising that Kovacic doesn't start every single game. You hear him, um, I mean, you see him last season when he was the player of the year for or player of the season for Chelsea. And then you see Jorginho, who, let's be honest, isn't getting any younger and also is not the best player uh, with mobility. So I think it's a struggle for him um, to really fit into the pace of the Premier League. And I think Kovacic really does well, um, shifting us from defense to attack. And I think he, you know, we don't really 
need the passing range of Jorginho because I think we have a lot of good passers on the team already. I think Thiago Silva's good at distribution from the back. Reese James, obviously, and Ben Chilwell would have been good, um, but they're, you know, not here. So that's not going to be good. Um, and obviously Mason Mount and uh, is pretty good at distribution as well. So I think there's going to be plenty of availability there. So I don't think there's a need for Jorginho to start. So yeah, th- those are the two I'm going to go with. Um, and I guess I'll move forward to my attack now. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Mason Mount at that cam roll. I think that's where he plays best. Um, on the left-hand side, I'm going to go with Timo Werner. Um, I, I think he's going to start again because, well, he's going to start again and I don't see him getting benched. And up front, I'm going to have Tammy, of course. I think he's going to get another start after his two goals. And on the right wing position, this is where I'm really, you know, confused. Christian Pulisic, he's still like iffy on, you know, his fitness. We're not really sure how he's still doing. Obviously, recently coming back from injury. Is he going to start another game in just a few days? I don't know. I It's going to be complicated. I'm thinking Kai Havertz, but Kai Havertz is not doing well either. So I'm going to go Christian Pulisic on the right-hand side. Uh, for me, Mount attacking and playing really well, dishing up assists on the corners, perfect passes. Here, I think he'll. I wouldn't be surprised if he if we scored from a corner again. I feel like Arsenal, the way they've been playing, they, they would be the team that would just leave literally every one of our players unmarked, and we'll score one from a corner. That's my, that's my prediction. Even though I wasn't even saying that, but I'll say it now because. Of, but yeah, Mount at Cam. Then. I'm not sure who I think Werner and Pulisic will be the wingers. And I hope Pulisic goes out on the left because, in my opinion, he looks much better on that side. But obviously, Frank likes to switch them around in-game anyway, so I don't think it really particularly matters where they start because they're going to be switching around. But I think Pulisic will start on the left to Werner on the right, but they're going to interchange throughout the game. And then I guess I'll go up top. I mean, he played really well. Scored two. I don't see why you could drop him after a good performance like that. I think Tammy Abraham will be up top. So I'm going to have basically the same thing as you guys. Uh, Striker, though, the only difference is I think Olivier Giroud is going to start. I think they're going to just switch it up. Um, And then, yeah, left side, Werner. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Uh, Right side is going to be Christian Pulisic. And then center attacking midfielder is going to be Mason Mount. And, um... Yeah, I mean, Havertz, he's not in our lineups, or not in my lineup, at least I can say. And it's not, I don't know, I think it's fine. I think we have him rest, I, I don't know. They're, they're, the Germans have not been playing good of recently, so kind of upsets me. We'll go on to the score prediction, 2-0 win for Chelsea. Uh, my prediction, I said a bold prediction. We're going to score from another corner. I think it's... I was going to give them a goal, but they haven't been scoring at all, and I really don't think they'll score, so I'll go, just because I want it to happen, I'll go a 4-0 win. I think this game is going to be closer than you think. It's going to be a big game for Arsenal, obviously. It's obviously a big game for us. I think it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be tight till the end. They're not terrible defensively. I mean, they're pretty terrible, but you know we haven't been doing so great going forward either. I'm going to go with a 1-0 Chelsea win. I think it's going to be close to the end, and it's not going to be a high-scoring game at all. I mean, I could definitely see that. I just want Chelsea to score two goals on Arsenal. just would make me feel good. Um, <laughs> that, that's really all I'm, I'm doing there. Um, and then, all right, so that's going to you know kind of wrap it up for this episode of Talking Blues. Once again, we're going to have a guest on. 
or from from another Chelsea podcast next week to recap the Arsenal game. So we hope you join us for that. Um, go follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Uh, make sure to go follow me on Twitter at Joshua twenty nine and Alex at a Norian twenty three. Um, and then go follow the Giant Take Pod on Twitter as well, which is a uh, New York Giants podcast, and Alex and I do, which is really fun. Season's coming to an end. But still check it out because we're going to have off-season content as well. Please share the podcast with one friend. Share with friends and family. Share on your social medias. Be sure to tag us at Talking Blues Pod on Twitter so we know you did so. Um, wherever you're listening, subscribe. Drop a five-star rating and review. Mainly an Apple podcast really helps us out. And, um, yeah, you know, once again, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. That's going to come up too. And, um uh, beginning of January, I don't know if we're going to do next episode since, um, you know, we're going to be recapping with the guests. Maybe we'll we'll do our player ratings. We've mentioned it a lot, but we'll do our midseason player ratings sometime next week. We don't know when yet, but uh, it'll be coming up for you. So we got a lot of content coming out soon. Hope you keep listening. See you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.